0: on DallasCowboys.com. We were on the break! With Nick Eatman, David Hellman, Ambar Garcia, and Derek Eagleton.
1: It is Monday, September 9th, 2019, Season 15, Episode number 39. Welcome to another edition of The Break Live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. And uh, we got a lot to talk about this morning. Cowboys get a big win to open the season. They win 35-17 in probably... Well, at least in my opinion, was one of the most dominating performances I've seen from them in quite some time. Uh, we'll talk about all that. We'll talk about Dak's performance. We'll talk about this defense's performance uh, throughout the course of the show. How's everybody feeling this morning? Great. Great. Awesome. Are you ready to jump in? Yes. <laughs> Here we go. Let's start first with a little blanket coverage. I have one statement for you. There will be a blank. You fill in the blank. We're going to start today with Nick. After dominating performance last night, I learned blank about this team. Nick.
2: I learned that the Cowboys are a lot better than the Giants. And that's really all well, I learned. That just the Giants aren't very good and I think the Cowboys are very good. That's
3: right. what I learned. Amber. <laughs>
4: I learned that this team can make it to the Super Bowl. That's what I learned. Wow. Okay. Yes, I'm gonna go there.
3: We got, the, uh, we got the we got the
4: full I'm go spectrum
3: there. there. I am okay. gonna go
4: there. I know. That I, okay, I am fully aware that the like, Giants it, like, three, are not that great.
3: Three days ago, when you were like, I don't like to get my expectations <laughs> too see? high it <laughs> this
4: gets is what the Cowboys do to me. <laughs> <But> this <laughs> is what they do to my feelings. They get, get me very hyped you up. And guarded then, against boom, this yourself,
3: there. like three days ago.
4: I know, but it's hard to control those emotions. And okay. I. It was just very, very exciting to see what they were able to do. Obviously uh, the things that Kellen Moore was able to apply and that only gives me hope for the future. Even though it is the first game and it is against the Giants it still got me very excited.
3: Dave, you learned what? I learned the Cowboys can win the modern way and what I mean by that is I mean, I'm not I agree with Nick to a point. I thought the Cowboys would win comfortably. I thought they were much better than Giants. They proved my point. But we've never seen them so comfortably and so efficiently and effortlessly win throwing the ball um you know the run game was basically an afterthought they had 90 yards which is that's fine by nfl standards but i was here on friday saying you know the cowboys sweet spot is like 250 passing yards and they they need to have 120 150 rushing yards like that's how the model goes didn't look like that yesterday the giants loaded up to stop the run and for the most part they did and it didn't matter at all and part of that is because they're bad i don't think you can totally discount that but 400 passing yards and most of it again looking easy um that's something we're not used to and it's even if it is against a bad team it's really encouraging if the offense can continue to do that let's dive into this passing game a little bit you guys kind of you want to answer
4: that question too for me yeah
1: um yeah, I think I'm I'm guarding against being where you are. Um, <laughs> I'm there going is a, to one extreme. At, at all, but in all fairness, that is probably what a lot of fans right now are dealing with this morning. Is what they saw yesterday suggests tells their eyes and tells their head, hey man, this this is different. This is not what we've been used to seeing from this Cowboys team. Even in good years, you haven't been used to seeing them. Literally, think about that. They had six. their six opening possessions. The first one stalled out, and they had to punt. The next five. They had touchdowns. Not field goals. They had touchdowns. And they did it in different ways. Some of them were long drives where they drove methodically down the field and then scored in the red zone. There were others where there was one that was a three-play drive where basically it was like pop, 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 touchdown. Right? So they showed you so many different facets of this offense. It looked like, as Dave said, it looked like a modern NFL offense, which has not been what the Cowboys have been doing since yeah. Zeke arrived.
2: And, you know, looking around New England, Baltimore, Minnesota, Philadelphia, they're, they're looking at Super Bowl stuff, too. So, I mean, that's yeah. just the, kind of the way it is right now. Sure. Um, but this was a good football team we knew going in, and they, they looked better than that yesterday.
1: So, so tell me how surprised you were that the Cowboys went so pass-heavy, especially early in the game. When we've been used to watching an offense that would establish the run, they were committed to the run, especially in the early parts of the game. Yesterday, it seemed like they came out with the intention they were going to throw the ball.
2: If you can, I mean, we, I talked about this Friday, I think, or Thursday. If you can get the divas out of the out of the huddle, if you can do that, then you really can say pick your poison. You can really do that, and that's what happened. And next week, that won't happen. They'll have a safety back. They won't let Jarwin and Cobb go right down the middle. And what's going to happen? You'll see Zeke gash him for six and eight and ten. It's just going to be that kind of game because whatever the defense gives you, it's a cliche, but that's exactly what they did. Whatever they were giving them, they took it.
3: Yeah, you, know, you might not even need to worry about Ego's – if the offense keeps that yeah. up cuz no like doubt, yeah. every single member of the offense had a reason to be happy yesterday. Yep. You, I mean, Witten got a touchdown, Cobb had the worst day of the starting receivers and he had 69 yards and a touchdown. I mean, it's incredible. Yeah. Ob- and obviously that's not going to happen every week, but it's just really encouraging. It's like, you know, the it's, it's typically a younger crowd, the analytics heavy crowd, you Play action is everything. Pre-snap motion is everything. Don't run on first down. Don't run on second down. I mean, they've just got to to be through the roof with what they saw from the way Kellen Moore called this offense yesterday because that's exactly what it was. And the running game will never be an afterthought if you're paying your running back $90 million. But it can be a compliment to a passing game, clearly. And that's not what we've seen. Like, through Zeke's career to this point, the running game has been the engine, and the passing game kind of operates off of that. That's not what we saw yesterday. What I loved about the first touchdown by uh, by uh,
2: Blake Jarwin is that it was a play action that sucked in the you know linebackers and safety, but it wasn't even Zeke. It was Pollard in the right. game, you know. And Pollard, he just faked it there, and and that's another thing I love is that it, it doesn't have to be my series, your series, just.
3: Run them both in the, in there, and when one Which, guy's tired, put the other one in. May, and maybe Zeke coming back from a six week holdout helps, yeah. because you yeah. feel less pressure to have him in the game. You're just like, well, we're we're only giving you 40 snaps, so we you you know. Hopefully, they don't resort resort no. to that when Zeke is more ready to play a full load. He had a
2: play around the corner, and it was in I think the third quarter, and and there was a one of the corners was there, and he kind of made the tackle, and I think everybody in the press box right around said the same thing like in about three weeks he'll make that guy miss or run him down. over or something but yeah. his 10 yard touchdown run looked like old Zeke to me
1: yeah. we'll get to some of that um, I want to go back a little bit you guys mentioned Kellen Moore he's getting a ton of credit last night and this morning for how this offense looked there were a lot of things that you could notice about it I'm going to point out three and I want you to tell me which one you think was bigger or if there's another thing you mm-hmm. think was bigger to me it was pace it was the pre-snap movement and it was the play selection which one do you think is was was a bigger uh was had more was more responsible for the improvement in the offense we saw yesterday relative to last season? Let's start with you. Amber. I
4: think it's just a combination of everything. If you do one more than the other, I think you wouldn't be you wouldn't have been able to do what you did last night. You know, him being creative, him coming up with different ways to involve everybody. That's where it comes down to. I think had this been the, like last year and we still had Scott Linehan calling the plays, I feel that we would have seen, for example, Zeke getting the ball more and being forced, even though when it was taking him a while to get going, I think we would have seen forced plays. And last night, it wasn't that way. He He just made it all look so seamless and was smart about the play calling. And you can tell by everything that the player said last night in regards to him and his decision making it was not a completely new different book playbook it was more of being smart about it and knowing when to call what play
3: dave dak actually said and he said this before he's, he was like i don't think we ran a single play that hasn't been in our offense for a while to which i responded and asked uh, yeah, but they didn't look like that. Like, you have <laughs> changed. The play might be the same. The guys might be going in the same spot, but they're starting out in different spots. It's obvious. And and Dak also, he said, I think it's the timing of the way Kellen's calling it. He's the quarterback. He just had a perfect passer rating. I defer to him, but I don't really buy it because Scott Linehan coached in this league for a long time. Like, he just has no feel for the timing and when to call that type of stuff. Like, I think it's more about... Confusing the defense and keeping them on their back foot. I mean, I, I, we were just watching Brian Baldinger's tape They uh, break down before we came down here. You got Witten, Cobb and Cooper lined out left and then they all flex across the formation the Giants linebackers are going every which way But the way the play eventually went I think that stuff matters and it might not change The meat of the play, but it just makes it harder to defend when you don't know where it's going You know,
4: what's a huge difference to me is when you have players that respect your coach I don't think they had respect for Scott Linehan. Yeah, the normal respect, but as far as respecting him and what, in him knowing what he was doing, I don't think it's the same way like that with Kellen. They feel like Kellen is really, really smart about the the whole game. And when you're bought in to somebody, you tend to do better and be better. He has the
3: support of that locker room for sure, big, big time. Yeah, I I don't.
2: I forgot the three that you mentioned. I said
3: pace pre-snap movement, and play selection. Yeah,
2: I, it's, it's never pace because nobody ever has good pace if they don't if they don't execute. And, that, and and you could say, well, maybe that's the reason why. You're getting incompletions, you're not yeah, necessarily... one, two, three, uh, punt, uh, and you're like, well, the defense is like... Fastest three and out of all time. Thanks, <laughs> yeah. right. thanks for that no huddle right. three and out, you yeah. know. Um, but,
1: but it was nice to see them yeah. use some, some different, you know... Some stuff where they were they were moving
2: that play which i thought was a very big play in the game when he caught over the middle short of the sticks and fought and got it and got a first down and and i maybe i was typing something and witness in the end zone before i even knew what was happening so uh, yeah they, they did move it quickly i, I just think that the, the the pre-snap movement i think did confuse the giants a lot and but kind of going back to what they they said i i think this is the best Receiving core they've had in a long time because as good as Beasley wasn't doing what he does and Des doing what he does they can't do each other's job. Beasley has to be in the slot. He can't be on the outside. Des really couldn't be in the slot. And and Gallup is just going to be a better Terrence Williams in a lot of ways. I hope so. I think those three guys right there are just way better because, like you just said, Dave, they or Amber said they they can go all over the place. Three here, two here, and. You can be interchangeable,
3: and I think that's what's going to be really tough to stop. I haven't had time to chart it. I would love to if I get a chance. But the number of different ways we saw guys line up last night, I mean, it was striking if you even pay a baseline level of attention. And I'm not even talking about the wacky stuff like Ola Wally and Zeke flexing out wide. I'm talking about Witten being out in the slot then flexing, in, tight, flexing yeah. in line, Cooper as a tight slot and moving further out in the slot and then moving out to the boundary. Yeah. Like, it's little stuff, but when you, I mean, it's so obvious that we haven't seen it because you're like, whoa, wait, what's a mar, like, Witten is out furthest wide of everybody on the field. Like, I've never mm, seen right. that before. Just. Little stuff like that that can make a big difference. Here's the here's the thing
2: too that's going to be interesting moving forward is uh, you can't keep faking it to Tavon Austin without giving it to him. Yep. So and and Whitten out wide and yeah. you're gonna to have to throw it to him out there. So I'm anxious to see. Do you say hey let's call the stuff that works or do you say we're gonna to have to these stuff we've been faking now we have to continue to do it. The good thing was they showed a lot of it. They showed Olawali down the field. They showed some of these plays that we haven't seen, um, that the Redskins haven't seen. So not trying to move ahead, but I'm just saying that's all nice and good, but now you have to kind of play off of that.
1: And you guys mentioned that all that movement can confuse a defense. I think the other part that helps quite a bit is it also can illuminate things for your quarterback. As you move people around, you see how the defense reacts. When a guy goes, who goes with him? How do they adjust? It tells you a lot about man versus zone right. and what the defense is doing. So not only does it confuse the defense, at the same time, it clarifies for the quarterback. And so now you have those two things playing against each other. It makes it It makes it makes so much easier. I think that's a lot of the reason why Dak was so decisive yesterday. He was getting the ball out, and he was getting it to the place where it needed to be, and he was putting it on, on point, and it was accurate. So yeah. that all, to me, is about that, that pre-snap motion. Remember, go, go ahead. Go, no, you go ahead.
2: Just remember that sack that Dak you know, was knocked to the ground on? No. Wasn't no, <laughs> oh, wow. yeah. There was no pass rush from the Giants, that which, is, like, you guys which, that? which
1: honestly we talked about last week, and that's that is yeah, really a right. function of the Giants bad. more than than the Cowboys necessarily. But, but
2: I'm just saying it, you can find open guys, yeah. especially when you're just standing up there. And he he did have all day. The, the weird part about this all was that his first five or six passes were not good. Yeah. <laughs> to say he, that
3: he's going to have a perfect
2: passer rating,
3: you're like, mm, no, I, he he settled in. Yeah. I heard you and Derek talking about it last night. Like, I mean, his first throw of the game was a completion but amari cooper had to jump out right. of his socks to get it yeah uh he, he's just i mean i know i guess people get tired of hearing it but he's just kind of like that like he's not a great practice player mm-hmm. he kind of needs to find a groove but when he does look out but <laughs> the the fun and this sounds like a backhanded compliment and i don't mean it to but the really encouraging thing for me you know when we argue about what dak deserves to make and all that it's like, well he hasn't grown into this, you know, he's not making these crazy throws through the eye of a needle and doing all this crazy stuff. What we saw last night is that he doesn't necessarily need to. And he did make some really great throws. Yeah, he did. The touchdown to Cooper was amazing. Um, the long pass to, to Gallup yeah. down the sideline. He had a – he yeah. had. it wasn't even a go route. The post to Gallup, it was near the Cowboys end zone. Mm-hmm. Like, he threaded it through three defenders. So he did make some great throws. Yep. But thanks to the play action and confusing the defense – the vast majority of the balls he had to throw were easy. And and that's okay because it, it's it's efficient yeah. and it works. The well. one to Jarwin was not a good pass. It, it was, was a touchdown. terrible pass. But and I swear to I want to ask Dak about this if I can get a chance. I swear to God he double clutched because He did. He and he, he I, I have to imagine he was like there's no way he's actually that open. Like, I'm missing something. And then yeah. he's like, nope, he is. There you go. And Jarwin double-caught it, too. Like yeah. He caught it and kinda, it kind
1: of moved a little bit, and he caught it again. The easiest so, plays uh, are the hardest to make. That's what that's they exactly always right. say. All right, let's take our first break when we come back. Uh, I do want to talk a little bit about the running game. Uh, Zeke had a decent day. Pollard had a maybe not-so-decent day. Let's talk about, a little bit about that when we come right back. This is DallasCowboys.com Radio.
0: While a player can look good on paper... in Arlington, Texas. Don't miss your chance to see the Cowboys live when they host their NFC East Riders, the Eagles, Giants, and Redskins, plus the Green Bay Packers and more. Elliott
2: works his way through and walks the dog.
0: Single game tickets are on sale now. Get them before they're gone. First
2: and goal, quarterback sneak. Prescott pushes up the middle. Touchdown.
0: Visit DallasCowboys.com to get your tickets today. Back. To
1: the break. Welcome back. It is the second segment of yeah, Break Live from the SWBC Morgan Studios at the start, talking about the Cowboys' big win. They opened the season against the Giants' 35-17 victory at AT&T Stadium this week. They'll be heading to uh, Washington to take on another division rival uh, who had some moments of pretty good football yesterday, ended up with a loss, though. But we'll talk about that as we get later into the week. Um, let's move on to the running backs in this game. Zeke Elliott had uh, 13 carries, 53 yards, a 4.1 average, and a touchdown. Pollard 13 runs, uh, for 24 yards, a 1.8 average, no touchdowns. With limited snaps for Zeke, um, was do you think that was more about easing him back into playing football, or do you think it was just the way the game flowed? They were seeing such success with the running game, and they just decided. I mean, I'm sorry, the passing game, and they decided to stick with it, and that ended up being the reason why they really didn't run the ball particularly with Zeke, as much as they would normally.
2: Yeah. I mean, I, I, I do think that Zeke, um, just having him out there, I thought was big. But, but when you're throwing at 405 yards and completing everything, I mean, that's, that's what the Giants are giving you, and that's what you're going to take. But I don't know if the Cowboys win the game as comfortable without Zeke. I'm not hmm. even sure they win the game. Really? Honestly. Wow, okay. I really don't. I mean, I, I think that's why it was so important to get him back there. Just having his presence there forces the Giants to play that way. I don't think they play the same way with Pollard. It could be a completely different game. They couldn't stop Barkley very well, and it forced the Giants to get out of what they wanted to do and give Barkley 11 carries. Mm-hmm. So, I, I I don't know. I mean, it, that sounds weird because they blew him out, but I, I just think having him back there is so important, and, and play actions
3: with him are, are different than anyone else. How does Zeke look to you guys? Just the the plays he did get an opportunity to run. Where, how did he look to you guys? Maybe it's just because they were playing the Giants, but it, I mean, it reminded me a lot of his first ever game. Like he was fine. You know, he averaged four yards a carry. He scored a touchdown. I think his long of the day was ten. Was uh, that the
1: touchdown? Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
3: And just workmanlike. Like again, the Cowboys ran pretty well for every other NFL team. Not what we're used to seeing, and. Yeah, I wonder I mean, I think they still win this game without him. Maybe it doesn't look as easy. I do think again, I haven't had a chance to chart it, but I bet the vast majority of Dak's completions off play action came with Zeke in the game. I know you said it was Pollard on the Jarwin touchdown. I bet that was an outlier though. I think it does mm-hmm. I think it does affect the defense. And that's stuff that analytics can't always track, is like linebackers are way more likely to suck up on a play action mm-hmm. with a guy like Zeke there. Um I'm, I'm not concerned or anything like I thought he, I thought he was fine and again it's beyond encouraging that the offense looked that good on a day where the running game was just fine Nick.
4: I think it, he he did good he was fine honestly I expected it to be a lot better just because of the Giants defense and the defensive line they're not that great so in my mind I thought Pollard was going to be able to do more things but that's a great thing where this team is at right now that you don't have to 100% rely on the running game. You know, now you have the ability to be able to make some plays through the passing game. So I think just like Nick said and Dave, just having Zeke there, just his presence, even if he's not running as much as we, we're used to seeing him, he's still going to be dangerous.
3: To Nick's point from the top of the show, and I don't want to be Davey Downer, but we hope that that carries over. Well, I, I can't sit here and say that it definitely will. It was super impressive. I think the Giants are going to be competing for a top 10 pick. And I think it's totally possible that we've seen Eli Manning play his last game against New York. I mean, oh, oh, against, I mean, against yeah. Dallas. Oh, yeah. Okay. Sorry. yeah. I yeah. thought you were meaning, like his last game and they then, like, don't, they they don't move this week. They don't play again until November. It's totally believable for me to think. And I don't know when their bye is, but yeah. It's totally possible Daniel Jones could be in there the next time they play. Right. So Monday Night Football. Yeah. Yeah. I want to yeah. see. I want to. I mean, I know Jonathan Allen's probably going to miss next week. I don't know if y'all have heard that yet. Yep. That's huge for the Cowboys. But you still, uh, Daron Duron Payne is still there. Carrigan's still there. They still got a good defense they, front. This is a pretty good front seven they're going to play, and I want to see. What it looks like, and again, Washington's still not the end-all, be-all. But if you can take that on the road and still play that well and throw the ball that well, that'll mean more to me than torching this team. And that'll be the the interesting thing
1: is this week's defense that you'll be playing. They don't necessarily have to move that safety down in order to be able to be stout against the run. Yeah, that helps, right? Because that's Our that's old the one Fred thing. Landon
3: that, Collins, right?
1: They were talking a lot about uh, about this after the game. I, I think I can't remember which player it was, but they were saying how you know with this. Uh, with Kellen Moore, the way he looks at it is he's trying to aggressively exploit what you give him. Um, and, and the key word there is aggressively, right? So if he sees that you're going to be able to, you're going to bring that safety down, and he's going to go hard after the pass. And sometimes I think in the past they've had the Thought around here, we're going to impose our will. Mm. So even when the defense is showing you one thing, you're like, "Well, we want to dictate the terms mm-hmm. of what we're going to do." So you run into an eight-man box because we want to dictate what we're going to do. Whereas it sounds like Kellen's a little bit different, well, very different from that, in that he is aggressive in the in the in the idea that if you're going to give him something, not only is he going to go after, he's going to keep going at it until he forces you
3: to say, "I got to do something different." I hadn't gotten around to that. You know, it's, it takes a while to process all the things you see, but. If Kellen Moore can get this team out of "We're gonna do what we do" mm-hmm. and get them into "We're gonna do what you can't do," right? That's exciting. Yeah, right. and maybe you know, on onto that is we do what we do is is
2: kicking your ass. I mean, that's what we do. <laughs> we we go up and down the field, with whatever, however we want to do yeah. it, however we with, need to do with it with whoever right. you right. know. And and maybe Jason Witten. Yeah, I thought it was interesting in the press conference. If you're there for Dak, <laughs> Dak said that when he heard the the call for Jarwin he was like oh man that's the play that, that's here. the play that Witten has he's right. like he's not going to like that and and whether he did or didn't
3: they didn't make sure when they got to the 4 yard line that they ran a play exactly for him but nobody would ever admit this publicly but like when that happened i was like they like they called that for Witten. I, like they yeah. like somebody was like, "Let's get Witten his touchdown in his first yeah. game back." Blah, but it was blah, blah. well done. No, I mean, it, the
1: play was well. It was executed. well
3: designed. Yeah, and I wouldn't. It's not like they forced it to him. Right. But like I just feel like somebody said, "Let's yeah. let's get Witten a tutty. And I and I I've never heard that before. <laughs> never. But okay. <laughs> and never I've, heard the phrase.
2: Okay. No. Talk to Lindsey no, Draper. No. Right. <laughs> and I and then I also believe when they, they've got four touchdowns in, I believe that they got to the ten yard line and Zeke was going to get that touchdown. Yeah. yeah. We're going to make sure he got in.
1: So were you guys at all disappointed in what you saw from from Pollard? Because I'll say for myself, I had higher expectations of what he would be. Um, and I was thinking at the time what he would be in the event that Zeke wasn't back. But a 1.8 average, 13 carries, a yeah, little bit disappointed. What did you guys I think? I
2: think that's a little deceiving, though. Uh, he didn't play that great, but... A lot of those carries there at the end of the game, were when Zeke was out
3: and they took out some linemen, and they knew they were running it, and they just stacked it. And yeah. you know what? You don't. I, you're right, but take it right out of Kellen Moore's mouth. I appreciated him saying that last night. He was like, you know, I'm sure his numbers don't look that great on paper because he got he literally called it. He was like, we got he got stuck in there at the end in the run it out stuff where literally we knew we were just going to charge into the line and try to kill the clock. I mean, that's what they did, mm-hmm. and so that's going to affect your stats. I, I thought he – I mean, I'm not I'm not disappointed because immediately, and the minute they signed that contract, I was like, all right, I'm readjusting my expectations for Tony Pollard. I mean, that's just what you're going to you know, do. you got
1: to figure it I, out, right? I
3: don't know
2: if – they had already signed him, but when they drafted Pollard, I mean, I don't know if everyone was convinced Tavon Austin was going to be here, be on the team, and have the training camp that he did because I think a lot of the in-the-round stuff like that were things that, that Pollard might be able to do, and maybe over time he will. Which um, – that would even be even more dangerous because you have a running back doing it.
3: Absolutely. I think there's more that he can do. But, I mean, they were up 35-10. to 10. The passing game was humming. Like, if we're upset that Tony Pollard, if they didn't show enough of their Tony Pollard package in week one against an overmatched team, I mean, it's kind of splitting hairs at that point. Right. All right, let's go ahead and take our final
1: break. We'll come back. we got to
3: talk about the defense uh, unit
1: that we all thought was maybe a better unit. Um, but we'll ask the question, did they perform like it yesterday? We'll talk about that when we come right back. This is DallasCowboys.com Radio.
0: It can be hard to find the right resource for learning about important financial matters. You search how to build savings, you end up reading about the one weird ingredient from supermarkets that can make you taller. That's why Bank of America built BetterMoneyHabits.com, a safe little corner of the Internet for answering your financial questions. Full of simple videos and tips, Better Money Habits can show you how to make the most of your money without resorting to random searches that always seem to lead to unbelievable photos of childhood stars
3: grown up. To learn more, visit BetterMoneyHabits.com. It's time for tailgating with the OtterBox boys. The OtterBox that builds those crazy protective phone cases? Yep, and now they're changing the side dish game with the OtterBox Trooper Soft Cooler. Lightweight,
0: mobile, and leak-proof, Trooper is perfect for blitzing a crowded parking lot with a Frito pie. Amazing. Hey, you think I could fit my seven-layer salmon salad into the Trooper Cooler? Yep, but please don't. And that's been tailgating with the OtterBox boys. Learn more about the Trooper soft coolers at OtterBox.com. While a player can look good on paper, it's when he's out on the field that you really find out what he's made of. That's why the Cowboys rely on more than just stats and scouting reports when building their team. When picking a tractor, it's why you should rely on more than just specs and features. You've got to take it out and put it to the test. The Cowboys did when they named John Deere their official tractor. Experience one for yourself. Visit myjohndeerdealer.com slash football. Dr. Pepper is the one you crave. But how do you explain that craving? Imagine a surging river of ice cool Dr. Pepper,
1: roaring with carbonated mists of desire. You're dangling above it, upside down, like a fishing lure in the wind. Twenty-three flavors tickle your nose, but the river is too far away to taste. Dr. Pepper calls to you. You you now that is a dr. pepper craving dr.
0: pepper the one you crave
1: want to use what the pros use how about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys to the break. Welcome back. It is the final segment of The Break Live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. We're going to talk about the Cowboys' defense now. Um, gave up 17 points, but uh, I guess the part that, that you could at least start the conversation with is they gave up uh, 120 yards on 11 carries, a 10.9 average to Saquon Barkley. Are you at all concerned about the Cowboys' inability to stop the run yesterday?
3: I'm not concerned. I don't they, didn't, they did not play their best game. They weren't amazing by any stretch. I honestly, you know, the Cleveland Browns got spanked yesterday. And I don't care what anybody says. Like It looked like a product of them buying their own hype before they actually played a game. Mm-hmm. I wonder, so, I mean, they're good. They're very good. But the Dallas defense, all of a sudden... That's, I mean, that's where the star power is. I mean, that sounds stupid because they have a lot of stars on offense too. But I mean, <laughs> right. you got contract. Jalen Smith just signed his contract. D. laws a one hundred million dollar player. Van Der Esch is the wolf hunter. Like, there's some. I don't want to call them divas, but you know what? These are guys that are. They're not the no name orphan they're defense. Stars now. Yeah, yeah. Like a few years ago, and I wonder. It looked like they were buying their own hype before playing on that first drive. Like, the Giants came out and were like, hey, this is the NFL. Uh, we're gonna we're pretty good, too. Yeah. And that's what it looked like. And then they got punched in the mouth a little bit, and they responded really well to it. They're like, okay, that was embarrassing. We're not going to let you do that anymore. And that's kind of my impression. And the reason I say that, I said this on Twitter last night. When the game was in doubt, like, before the Cowboys had built up this fantastic lead, The def- after the first touchdown, they went punt, punt, uh, Turnover, Turnover on downs, downs yep. field goal, takeaway, punt, punt, and by that point it's thirty-five ten, and you're playing prevent just to keep anything stupid from happening. So yeah, the Giants had four hundred seventy yards. They scored some garbage time touchdowns, but after an ugly first drive, I thought the defense did exactly what they needed to. Yep. All right. So last night, you know night- what?
4: I, I I saw this game kind of like a preseason game for the defense. And I know a lot of them did play in the preseason and all that, but it's like just putting all the elements back together. You know, Byron Jones coming back, DeMarcus Lawrence back in the mix, everyone in the defensive line coming in as a whole. I think, you know, it was just kind of getting the speed going, getting into the same rhythm and getting everyone synced in together.
1: Yeah. On that note, last night the Cowboys only had six quarterback hits and one sack, which I thought the sack, the quarterback hits, that seems good. The sacks seemed a little bit off to me that this team that's that's full of guys that seem to be able to push, rush the the passer pretty well ended up with only one sack. Do you guys attribute that to the fact that you had guys like Crawford and Lawrence who were just working back, hadn't played much in the preseason? Uh, Robert Quinn's out, a guy that they spent some money on this offseason to be a, a pass rusher for them as well. Do you think it's more of those kinds of things, or do you think it was something that the Giants were doing um, that that kept the Cowboys from getting to the passer and getting him down more frequently.
2: Eli never has been a guy that that gets sacked a lot. Did, well,
1: last year he was, he was sixth in the league. Well, and he not had against the sacks.
2: I mean, I, for f- over the years he just hasn't. I mean, he's slowing down obviously, and you know he, he thought he could get out there on the edge. I think Van closes so quickly that, that I, he didn't expect on two plays he didn't expect yeah. Van Der Esch to get there that that quickly. Um, <clears throat> the intentional grounding play I thought was a really momentum changing play. Um, and a bad call, actually, I thought, but the Cowboys got a break there. But oh, I don't know. I don't. I don't think it's alarming, but I do think that you know, you're not going to face a guy like Saquon Barkley every week. You take away the 59-yard run, you know. I, I hate doing that, but even if you take it away, it's still averaging six yards a carry. Yeah. So he he he's tough, but they're not going to face that guy every week
3: and. Uh, but they will face better receivers and quarterbacks. So, yeah, I mean, that's something to watch. There's something – I mean, in the NFL, it's never a good idea to just boldly just plow ahead. And our 11 will just beat your 11. Like, you get beat that way. At the same time, when you have that guy with his tree trunk legs mm-hmm. and just arguably the best back in the league and on two different, like, you know, inches to go situations, you're like – uh, nah, screw that. We're going to roll Eli Manning out and get him on the move. That's that's what's going to do it. Like, I just – twice they did that, and twice it blew up in their face. Like, this dude's 36 to 37 years old. Like, he's never really been known for his mobility other than a crazy Super Bowl play. What are you doing? Like, why would you do that? It's third and two down there, and, and we were telling
2: ourselves they got two plays to get this. Mm-hmm. And the first one they give it to – Penny, I don't even know his first name. Eli? No, uh, I don't know his name. Penny, one one yard, fourth and one. And then they roll out Eli. I mean, can you imagine? That's like Linehan stuff right there. Of, yeah. of like, oh, not, we
3: we would have led the show with that, right? <laughs> not giving it
2: to Zeke, giving it to Olawale first, and then you can't even say Dak. It would have to be yeah. like a Romo type rolling out Cooper Rush, Cooper. Yeah, <laughs> right. just somebody that you're like this. You know, the best option is Barkley or, right. or Zeke, but. Because they really hadn't stopped him most of
3: the yeah, day. That's I mean, when he wanted yourself. yards,
1: he got yards for the most part.
3: It And, you know, I, I definitely don't want to downplay it. Barkley, Barkley got him. That's yeah. some, it's something to watch. I mean, the first play of the game, you know, Van Der Esch and Heath both got beat. Cheeto fetched him. That was amazing. First yeah, drive of the game. Because, really,
2: I, I think the first play of the game was interesting with... You know he hadn't lost a fumble all year long, and Xavier Woods goes up there on the actual first play of the game and mm-hmm. pops the ball out. That could have been a huge, uh, you know, tone-setting play there yeah. by, by Woods. Oh, I thought Xavier Woods did play well. I mean, he he played well throughout the game. He had 11 tackles, but to lead the team, but he he was all over the place, forcing forcing that fumble. Had a nice play
3: on the goal line. He looked good. It's so weird. We I said this during the break, but it's so weird. You know. We're big college football fans. Go Tigers. Not that we need to talk about that right Congratulations. now. Congratulations. Um, that's what college football is. Like the first game of the season, you usually play like directional state. You, you, you know, you, you crap the bed for a quarter and then you're like, all right, all right, let's go. We're, yeah. we're playing football now. And all of a sudden you're up 28 to 7. And then you get your young guys in and directional state, you get some stuff going. And you're like, well, this really didn't look as impre- the, the stat sheet doesn't look as impressive as the game was. Yeah. And that's yeah. what – I mean, you don't see that in the NFL, but that's kind of what this was. Is like the Giants came out and popped them and it was like, whoa, that ooh, that was kind of embarrassing. All right, let's get this thing going. Yeah. And all of a sudden yeah. it's 35-10 and Zach Martin's out of the game because he doesn't need to be there. And you just – it's – Kind of trippy when you see that happening. I mean, NFL first, game. first downs the Giants had twenty five, Cowboys twenty three, and then total yards the Cowboys had twenty four more yards. So, Do you? I mean, don't look away from the stat sheet. Do you know what? Well, you're a big fantasy football guy. Do you know what Evan, Evan Ingram's line was?
1: Yeah, it was like eleven catches, eleven
3: like? catches for a hundred yards and a touchdown. Yeah, like he had twenty something points. He might have had the best game of any tight end in the league, and yep. I literally up there. I saw that last night, and I was like, he did because like. I was writing stories and stuff when that all stuff happened because I was like, I guess he had an impact on the game. Although
1: that's going to be his role all season. I mean, you think about an offense like that, they don't have a lot of offensive weapons in the passing game. He's probably the the best offensive receiving threat they've got on their team.
3: He is a very good player. I'm not trying to knock him, but my point is he had a dominant stat line, and I'm over here like, didn't he matter. was an afterthought in the yeah. game like I don't even remember him doing anything.
1: It's kind of hard when your best offensive weapon outside of your running game, your best receiving weapon is a tight end. It makes yeah. it very, very tough, especially you get into a game like they were yesterday where this team's running up the score on you and you got to start finding ways to get these quick points, you just don't have the horses to be able to do it. Um the here's here's the final question I have for you guys and this is more uh it goes back to what Amber said at the beginning of the show and how, you know, she's trying to temper her expectations here. For all those fans out there that are listening, without completely destroying their excitement today, add some perspective for those fans on what we saw yesterday and how great it was yesterday in the context of a
2: fuller season and what that might mean for a fuller well, season. Well, I, I can say this. The Giants and the Cowboys always play pretty close games regardless of who's good that year or not. They they find a way to keep it close. And, and, and it looked like it was going to go that way for a little bit. And then, like Dave said, like happens in college games, we're just better than you. And we're going we're gonna to show it over the course of 60 minutes. It reminds me of that Patriots-Cowboys game in 2007 when the, they were undefeated and they come in here and they were hanging with them for a while, but the clock keeps going and after 60 minutes you look up and they've scored 48 on you because they just keep scoring and you can't, you know, and that's what I think happened. The better team, the, you just they just showed that they were better and they don't always do that to teams and they did it in this game, so that's a good
3: sign. Uh, yeah, I mean... It, there's nothing wrong with being excited. Like the offense was fun. Again, it looked modern. It was all the stuff we've been clamoring for, and I would. That's not going to change. It might not be as absurdly effective, but it's going to be happening all year. So that's exciting. Um, but man, I mean, the the Ravens did this too, and it, I feel like the Ravens open every season by just plastering somebody. Like that, like three or four years in a row, they've won like fifty-five to ten. They beat the crap out of Miami yesterday. So, and Who's coming to town? Well, who is weeks. coming to town? But my point is, you know, the Ravens haven't won a Super Bowl in seven years. Like you know, the last—I mean, as good as you look in Week One, it, it doesn't necessarily have bearing. But the trends are what I watch, and and I don't think Kellen Moore's just suddenly going to shelve his offense for the for the rest of the year. So that's what's encouraging for me. But I'm not I'm not ready to crown anybody off of the strength of beating. A bad football team.
1: How much are you guys expecting that the fact that this was the first time the NFL got to see Kellen Moore's offense, and they don't really have a good playbook on his tendencies yet? How much do you think that was a factor uh, yesterday, and then as you move forward, it becomes less and less of a factor the more there's uh, there's more there's film on tape of what he likes to do in certain situations.
4: See, I think it's pretty similar to when Dak and Zeke first got here. You know, other teams had no idea who these guys really were, what they could do on a professional level, and that's why I believe that they were so successful that year. Now, with Kellen Moore, I'm just really curious to see, after several games, once other teams start studying his playbook and... Try, better defenses, trying to analyze exactly how to stop them. You know, what is he going to do under that kind of pressure? Is he going to be able to adjust and play a better game? That's what I'm curious about. But I am still excited.
3: There's nothing wrong with that. I am. I'm not and, trying and, and to here's, put a damper here's on
4: a, it. Here's the thing, too, is the fact that the offense made me forget about the defense in a way. Does that make sense? Like um, like the I, offense
1: played so well that you weren't even concerned about the exactly, defense and whatever flaws exa- you saw there. Yeah.
4: Exactly. Thank you.
3: Yeah.
4: Wow. <laughs> you got exactly what like I was this. thinking. Chemis-
3: chemistry on this show <laughs> but great. But that's the
4: point. And, and I, I 100% believe that the defense is going to pick it up next week and get back to their groove. And once that happens and you got both sides of the ball playing at that level – they're going to be very destructive.
2: I, I think the defense did play well. This is kind of sounding like they didn't play well. I think no, they, no,
4: no. Compared to yeah. what we've seen in the past. And oh, expectations. How well, right. Yeah, yeah, the expectations. Yeah, yeah right.
2: I, I mean, I think, they, I think they did a really nice job in the game. And so um, this is... Um, they gave up ten points, really, in, in my opinion, and that's definitely good enough to win a lot of games. Yeah. Um. So this, this it just looked balanced, you know. The special teams did a nice job, and you don't have to worry. Her I, you didn't miss is. an extra You don't point. have to that worry helps. about the kicker if you're not scoring. You're not settling for field goals. <laughs> good point. And how about the red zone? You know, two yeah. out of two. Yeah. But you they didn't get down there because yeah. they were scoring above that. Yeah. I just I just think that Randall Cobb. I mean, Beasley, as good as he was doing what he does, Cobb can just give you a little bit more he can give you that more down the field type type presence so um just a great start i mean it's a great start but that's all it is i mean there's i would say there's going to be 16 teams that are one to know but that's not the case because uh, yeah the, the cardinals and the lions and
3: ruined it yeah, well, it was
2: the nfl has ruined it with the their their rules of ties yeah was it you that, that put that out tyler murray did you call him that no that was uh, bill. Oh, that's really that good was though. bill bill that's did a good that joke it was
3: actually really good i thought that, that's, that that does sound like me yeah that's what someone in the I, press box said you did Jones. do that we're bill gonna ha- it no. wasn't me we're gonna have to do math like every time we talk about the well no we're not because the lions and cardinals they're are not gonna play yeah. playoffs yeah that's so, but <laughs> when the packers and somebody yeah, tied i and hate i hate ties i hate it
1: but it was a good game for cowboys good start to the season this week, it'll be a little bit more of a challenge, I would think, with this uh, Washington Redskins team. I think they got a little bit more there. We'll talk about that starting tomorrow. We'll start getting you guys ready for that game. Until yeah, then, for Nick Eatman, Dave Hellman, Amber Garcia, I'm Derek Eagleton. This has been The Break, live on DallasCowboys.com. Radio.
0: This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about you, Cowboys? Yeah!